What up, Roman? How you doing, bud? Well, doing okay, doing okay. Pretty... What have you been up to? Well, all kinds, all kinds of things. Um, well, interesting. Next week, I'm uh, hosting and arranging my very first meetup. Oh, is it next week? Yeah, it's next week, Monday. We're having What? the first... Where, where is it again? It, it's... It's going to be at uh, the Nielsen, um, the Nielsen Group uh, headquarters here in Israel. Yeah, it's uh, about a block from from the office, from my office. Yeah, uh, pretty sweet spot, uh, big space. Uh, it can hold up to 120 people. Uh, we've got, um, well, it's now up to about 170, 180 signups through Meetup. Shit, yeah, son. Yeah, yeah. So this is the first uh, ever next JSIL community meetup. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if like other meetups like this around a meta framework are being done, like besides Remix now with, uh, you know, Kent C. Dodds pushing all, all the way, talking everywhere and doing all that. And again, it's funny because, you know, the Remix folks and XJS folks, they talk in all these conferences and stuff. And then here's me and uh, two other dudes, friends of mine that one, by the way, is, is the only uh, Israeli worker for Vercel and the other works at Amdocs. Uh, but yeah, we, we just kind of wanted to, to kick off a meeting, a meetup just for community because we kind of... Uh, friend of mine started the Facebook group uh, and there were lots of people that kind of got there. He invited me there after he heard me talk on a podcast uh, about Next.js. And uh, then that kind of got the ball rolling. We kind of met each other and then he, wanted, he made me an admin, moderator, all this and that. And then we kind of said, all right, uh, let's try and uh, kick up a meeting, a meetup. And we think like that technology has been around for enough time. There's big adoption like around lots of companies we said why not and then we kind of just set it up found a venue took took us some time to to get things right and the right dates and stuff it was planned to be in like early this year but yeah we're in june now <laughs> but uh, is, is guillermo gonna make an appearance well i don't think so <laughs> <laughs> i don't think so um Yeah, he hasn't been uh, responding to my DMs. So Guillermo, if you, if you listen to this, respond to my DMs. No, seriously. <laughs> But you, we used to kind of chat a little bit here and there on, uh, on Twitter. Um, But we are getting Versal swag. So yeah, if you, any of you guys are in Tel Aviv on the 16th of May, Monday, six o'clock at Nielsen, we're having our first Next.js community meetup in Israel. It's exciting. What are you going to talk about? Um, well, I am going to talk about the, the history of Next.js, like where, where it started, what's the origins, why we actually need something like that. It, I think it's a story that is not just uh, about Next.js, but a little bit about meta frameworks and how the web has evolved and why we got to the point where we get it, where we got to these days with all meta frameworks, uh, different kind of ways of uh, building sites now and applications and what like the jumps and shifts that happened in the web dev world 
look, going way back since JavaScript started to what we have today. So it's going to be right. interesting. Uh, hopefully. What I'll do you think? What do you think about that? Uh, you saw the tweet by uh, Lee. Uh, about wrong. like the, the router. Yeah, about the router changes and stuff. I love it. I love the thing that like the biggest thing, I think the greatest thing about Remix and, and like just more meta fragments coming out is they're pushing each other. They're bringing all the features that look cool to them to other frameworks. So like that was one of the unique and hot selling points that XJS had is uh, that Remix has is like nested layouts and like their loader functions and stuff. So Next.js already has their kind of loader function, which is basically a function that you use to get the data you need from the server to render your HTML or JSX and because it's React and all that. Um, so Remix came with this whole nested route ideas, which we talked about like previously, but the idea is great. Like you could have like sub components, which are actually like pages, but are nested inside and then they can be rendered on the server and just those chunks can change out like with just minimal requests. So it's, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. It's Other funny than... how, it's funny how like, you know, this idea of the outlet and nested routes, it came mm -hmm. from Ember. Yeah, I know. It initially, I... it initially came from Ember. Ember it, or, or Knockout. Cause I heard Knockout had something similar, no? I don't know. I don't know about Knockout, but I know that Ember had this idea of an outlet. I, I think even I heard like Ryan Florence talking about like, you know, React Router v6 took a lot of um, ideas from the Ember router. Mm -hmm. You know, Ryan Florence was involved in the Ember community early on. Yeah. Um, so it's it's really interesting how like literally everything how we're just like you know moving in circles it's just uh it's hilarious i wonder if if next would ever like they're probably gonna go all in on on server components and you know the the react team has announced they're working with Russell on this i mean they also um, took one of the core members of the react team into their midst. Yeah, 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 right, right, right. I mean, oh. he was the he was the leader of yeah, of the so. React team. No, what is it, Sebastian? M M yeah, McCambry. I can't pronounce. I can't pronounce I can't his name either. Something but with another funny... something with boogie. Yeah, but there there are a few things like although this is conference season, right? Like lots of conferences have been happening. I don't know if you caught. Uh, what was it? Reactathon. Reactathon. Yeah. yeah. And so Ryan Florence was talking about like the the new streaming capabilities and then what React server components are gonna mean to Remix. But it's funny because here, just today, a friend sent me a tweet, which was uh, I gotta read this out. Like someone just tweeted out, "I choose to be flattered that the Remix run creator thinks yeah, solid yeah, yeah. sucks." And then someone replied to him. I feel like they try to criticize everything that Remix doesn't already have. When Remix didn't have loaders in the same file, they said it's because it's better and also said streaming was useless until they added it to Remix and suddenly it improves the UX. So, yeah, you know, we live in an age that marketing and, and, and advertising is like, that's what gets like people's attention, right? 
So you have to say to your competitions, like they suck at what they do, or they, we got better features because just to get like this thing going the back and forth, like that's what makes things better. Like take it even back to the nineties, like what made gangster rap and all that stuff really great was the beefs between S the East coast and the West coast. Right. Although it ended up in bloodshed and uh, yeah. I'd re- we'd rather have these artists still alive nowadays but then again it will push the music forward so even here like the frameworks and the way they're kind of waging war against each other in terms of their messages and, and marketing materials and copies and and talks everywhere it's just kind of giving more oomph yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah it's like a good it's like a good healthy competition i think i mean you know remix always the guys at remix always talk about like they're not trying to um they're not like they're not trying to replace next they're trying to to, to replace rails no not rails i mean they're trying to replace um I mean, they're not going after the uh, the people that are using Next. They're going after people that are using React Router. Yeah. Right. Oh. Uh, which is like is like one of maybe the most popular package uh, for uh, for yeah. React. But still. By the way, still, did you see that it's very very interesting what they're doing with React Router, which is they're yeah, yeah, yeah. out lots of their the pieces that actually build Remix and put it into the router. And then you could use a router like for whatever React project you want and get most of the benefits that Remix could. So it's, yeah, it's- I mean, I think I think it's like I don't know. I think like I just saw I just listened to an episode um, in on uh, JS Party where they talked about like were SPA is a terrible idea, mm-hmm. and I think that you know it's. It's a topic that I, I still sort of, I still, you know, um, You're I'm still a little torn. Yeah, like still a little torn about because, you know, obviously there are great things about, about rendering uh, on the server, having that access to your entire sort of backend domain. It's a privileged environment. You can just go right to the database. You don't need that interface with, like an API, but on the other hand, there is so much to love about, you know, um, client side data fetching mm-hmm. and how like easy it is, how snappy everything is, how like easy to debug it is. I mean, yeah. it, there's so much like great things about it. Obviously, like if you need like SEO, then you don't really have much choice, but uh to server render one way or another but like if you don't right if you're working on something that has no seo requirements then i still don't you know i still especially now with these advances in 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 react router mm-hmm. when they're talking about you know like the thing that 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 bugs me still about like client side rendering is is that um, it's a little hard to work with the, the URL. Hold on right. one second. Yeah, so um, I'm just saying that like one of the things that uh, bugs me the most in, w- when working with these client-side routers is that like 
you don't tend on SPAs in general, you don't tend to use the URL, you know, that much, right? Right. Uh, it's a little harder. It feels, it, it feels like you're always sort of going through like the same, like you're always going through the route, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, but I, hopefully these changes in React Router V6 would make it, feel a lot more like you're you know like you're working with the url in like a server rendered app right um Maybe. i don't know another interesting project is uh tanner Lindsay's uh react location which i've only heard about read about but haven't tried it out but also kind of supposed it's supposed to kind of use like the web platform yeah i, I listen to url as state yeah, yeah, exactly. I listened to a podcast where he talked about like he ran into issues, like he has this uh, his uh, startup mm -hmm. nozzle. nozzle, which is like a lot of d data visualizations and t and and tables and and stuff like that. And he said he, he he was having a hard time working with the query params. Mm -hmm. Which is true, which is completely true. I played around with something that required um, query params. It, it is not, it is not fun. It's really like with React Router and Remix, like mm -hmm. it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not a great experience in my mind. But again, they're using like the URL from like JavaScript, the API that the browser has for that, which also is supported by Node. The new URL, and then you can kind of do different things, attach and remove the params and get them. Yeah, but like the API is a little imperative, right? So let's imagine like you want to click like a link, mm -hmm. right? That you want to click a link that navigates to the same URL but changes a query param. Mm -hmm. So you either need to do it with like imper like imperative imperatively like prevent the default behavior of the link and like have, they have this hook called use search params mm -hmm. where you have this setter function where you can sort of set the, the, the query params and it makes like a navigation, which is not great. Or you can use like a plain old link, right? Mm -hmm. But then you sort of need to compute the new query string by yourself that's weird. It sort of, yeah, it sort of feels like it's not, it's not really optimized for that use case. I don't know why though, because it's such, it's such a common use case to want to just sort of fake navigate, you know, just fake navigate, but like it's, it's actually just change like a query param. Yeah. Uh, but you want to do it in a, like a declarative way. I would even like, I would even want like an API where where you get some Boolean flag that sort of matches the query param in some way, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't know, like, like, let's say that you have on a table like filters, right? right. And you wanna have the filter sort of highlighted when the query param is like a certain value. Right, right. By the way, I think Monday do that, right? So Monday and Jira and lots of like uh, project management yeah, absolutely. It's very trivial. Yeah, it's very trivial. They use that to kind of save like the view, the filters, and all that fun stuff. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't get why they, 
why it's not like a first class, you know, citizen in uh, React Router. Even like, I don't even know, you remember like previous iterations of React Router, they had, I think it was called uh, Navigation Link. Yeah, well, it, it was Navlink navigation link or something. I don't Navlink. Yeah, like I've been using Next.js for too long, so right, right. So they <laughs> so had something I don't even like, remember. I think uh, they still have the Navlink, but the Navlink had something had a prop call, called active class name. Mm -hmm. And then in V6 they deprecated it, and now sort of you pass a function to the class name prop and you get back and is active boolean that's kind of strange i don't know weird sort of not not intuitive yeah anyways uh okay. I, I i completely understand i completely understand tenor's um, point about query parents with uh, react router like he said in that pocket that he did not want obviously to write you know another uh client side router right you yeah. sort of felt like you know he was not like it was not the existing um projects were not meeting his needs yeah know? it's amazing about him is he, he kind of finds a point pain point in, in terms of tooling around something he wants to do and then he just go goes out and just writes a library and gets amazing traction it's it's a real kind of skill I, i'm i'm amazed Not by sure. it every time anyways um about what we were talking about what's going on with me another thing that's interesting is going back kind of to we've talked about this before like conferences and stuff right so i said like one of the reasons i started up the community meetup that i'm starting up is i didn't have i, I have not talked or gave given a talk i don't know what's the right terms to to use here but i have not given a talk like besides one time which was three years ago it's somewhere on youtube like i'll put it in the show notes <laughs> but <laughs> i don't know if you've ever watched it but i was like anxious as hell when i went there and i was using lots of likes while I speak still, I do that when I talk at a podcast and I, it's something I'm trying to be very aware of and trying not to use these um, connecting words that kind of bridge the gap between what you're trying to say and like the exact words you have. Never mind. So it brought me a lot out of, out of my comfort zone. And I said, that is where you grow, of course. And that's something I've been trying to do. So I've been submitting CFPs here and there. And conference season coming and React Next, which is the biggest uh, conference, React conference in Israel is coming up. And so when the CFPs came out, I said, dang it, this year I'm, I'm, I'm really gonna try and make it. So I submitted eight different ideas <laughs> and it was really a hassle because you can only submit one talk idea per a Google form, they use Google forms. and. It was really annoying because it was the same fields copying and pasting over and over and it was kind of annoying anyways but eight ideas i think they were pretty good but i got rejected which is all fine. eight yeah all eight. <laughs> oh my god all man. eight I, I thought for sure one is gonna go through yeah i thought so too but however 
like th this is kind of so i went on and twitter and ranted a little bit about it but again i'm not hurt i understand because when when you're put up against or you're competing with speakers from the caliber of you know kenzie dodds and, and dodds yeah and who else not like in in, in like known names here in israel that have been giving talks for a long time and are just like they're always on the docket you know what i'm saying get giving time to someone that hasn't done much or doesn't have enough i don't know conference fame call it or or whatnot is just hard for the organizers i guess so they probably look at a list of all these talks they look also at the speakers themselves like do we know this person we don't know so it's funny i have two friends that sit on the on like the content community uh, board the content board of, of the conference and they said they saw my ideas they voted for them for two of them but then again like the other votes went, went away because i don't know and i don't think they voted just because it was me and they know me right I think I, I thought that the, the ideas were pretty nice, right? But that's me. Again, I, I'm not going to give up, and it didn't dishearten me. Um, but also, maybe it, it's it's nice to give a little teaser that following that, I, I kind of ranted out on Twitter, and then uh, I said like losing to Kenzie Dodds is okay in my book, and then he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm coming to Israel," and I'm like, "Well, yeah, how about we grab a beer and then." you kind of replied and come on let's come on the podcast so yes we've set a date and can see that this is going to come on fed bites which is awesome yeah. i'm really can't excited now, can't now you can't uh bail on us it yeah. is now publicly publicly known mm -hmm. that um it's also on uh, the calendar he can't walk away from it right it. in his calendar <laughs> Dude, you know, sometimes I think about like it, it's pro it's so weird to be he's like so famous in our little you know community. Mm -hmm. it, it it's funny because because you know like so I many have like theory, first of all, like I say that like and it's funny, it's, you, you can look at it this way, right? there is part of the zeitgeist of what makes like culture and the world and what everybody's talking about the thing is like the what's happening right the zeitgeist again so right now uh, the theory that tech workers are like rock stars and you can see it in culture everywhere like there there have been all these shows now about startups about the tech industry we crashed about we work and you got the dropout about the uh, What's their name? Um, Theranus, which was a crazy story. I didn't even know enough about that. That was really riveting. And then you have Super Pump that was about the rise of Uber. You know, and you talk about Kenzie Dodds. And in, in our world, he's a, he's a fucking rock star, right? Yeah, he's a celebrity. Yeah. But it, and like outside, not even outside, you know, like I, I if, if I, there, let's say, like it probably around like 60% of 60% uh, uh, of the time works. No, like, time. No. <laughs> <laughs> like 60% of people probably here, probably at Fiverr also, you'll say to them, 
yeah, you know, maybe Ken C. Dawes is going to come on our podcast. And they're like, who? You yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, like, most Don't you know? <laughs> yeah, like most people are like, are not, don't know. Like most so people what, what don't are you trying know. to say? What are you trying to say? You're trying I'm to saying say that we're too too much of geeks, like web. <laughs> oh geeks yeah, and nerds. I'm saying that first of all, we're nerds. But I'm just saying that to are me, are we nerds like, or are we geeks? By the way, I saw kind of what is the difference between a geek and a nerd? Do you know what? what? No, I don't. I'm not sure. I know either, right? But the the what was it that they said is a geek is somebody that can actually has skills and intelligence that he can do something with it. And a nerd is someone that has skills that are unrelevant for like the real world or something like that. I don't know if I agree with that or not. I don't know. To me, to me, it's like really, really weird that people like are programmers like us and they don't know like who DHH is. Yeah. Right. Like it's weird. It's like being, me. yeah, like being into basketball and not knowing who, like, I don't know, Kobe is or Iverson. Yeah. It's not exactly. Michael Jordan, right? Everybody knows Michael Jordan and LeBron, but I you know right. somebody that's really on top of the game and like, and then like an influential like character, you know, like it's, it, it to me, it's like, it's weird. Like, and everybody, you know, he, even it's here, weird, but it's kind of judgmental of you. I'd say it's yes. somewhat. I yeah, am I, judging. I, I am judging those people. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like everybody, like we use like testing library here, right? So it's, I don't know. It's a little weird to me that like you would use testing library and you don't even know like, like the, the story behind it even or whatever you know like it's uh, all about the stories by the way it's all about it that's what i'm saying that's why again like what i like that talk i'm preparing is about the story more and again you're talking about why is ken famous in our world right it's the stories he's done all that you don't know what yeah, what was before to bring you forward to what is now and again absolutely who, i don't those know who don't learn from history dot 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 you know right 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 yeah yeah, same same with like Tailwind. I don't know, like at this point, it's still. Dude, did you see the latest kind of stuff that they're working on? Dude, I saw you were super pumped about it, and I was about to like, um, to like um, bash me. Uh, yeah. Tell you tell you off on Twitter that you, you you're should, welcome to. Uh, you should I... never use that terrible um the syntax of arbitrary class name values no it's just yeah like those very very complicated selectors that there's like always a better way to do that i think you're css phobic that's what i think (laughs) (laughs) it is like i don't know i cannot think of one use case one that i've had i can think of dozens of use cases just one of the simplest ones is, yeah. is like, okay, so we've been using uh, Radix UI, uh, as you know, and Radix UI is, is just primitives and basically- Oh, that's actually, that's actually a good use case. Well- You got um, me there. Yeah, all the headless yeah. kind of, all the headless libraries have- I would Also like hooks. React, uh, React Select, it's also good because they have the same issue. So again, yeah, they have the ARIA roles, they give you all the accessibility. And at the end of the day, 
you know, you have da data attributes on HTML elements that give you like knowledge about the state and you want to style according to state. And then in Tailwind, you don't have a way to reference that class name of an active or ARIA label selected and stuff like that. And that's where I go and use those arbitrary values. That, that's actually a great use case. I was thinking more of like, you know, like nth child and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Those things, I think that, you know, it's better yeah. to, to solve in other ways. But what about um, has and is? What do you mean? Has what? Like checking Those are, for... okay, I'm sorry. Those are two new CSS selectors are in the works and uh, they already got pretty good browser support and they're going to come in soon. Uh, so has is basically, you can say um, this element, like, you put the has dot, um, colon and some sort of element and you put inside brackets like what it has so if it has a p then style it differently so that is a yeah. way to kind of i mean like parent yeah, the, yeah that's fine but to me it's, it's still a problematic because you're can you're creating like an implicit you know connection between a parent you're embracing the cascade as they say as they say but you mm -hmm. know eventually it, it is very from my you know perspective it's very hard to maintain and usually it's better to make those things explicit but you know to I, could own, be convinced. I, I, I understand yeah. where you're coming from i've known i've worked at like really crappy css architectures but you know in a world of components i think it makes a lot of sense to also have those because sometimes you'd want to do those stuff instead of, you know, for example, there is this thing there a lot of times in React where you get in the list and then you are checking to see if you actually have the data, if it's not empty, and then you render something else instead of actually using something like the, the CSS empty selector. So you can have that and then you kind of can fall back without any JavaScript to something that displays something meaningful to the user. So I don't know, it's, it's like, like you're saying the, the wheel turns, right? The wheel turns, you go forward a lot, but then you realize that a lot of the stuff that you already need is somewhere like back in the basics of it. So it's like, like web applications and what we're talking about the meta frameworks and all that, it goes back round and round. Right. Anyway, what do you think so about the new use event hook? Hmm. Um, drama, eh? Yeah, you know, again, I owe React is, has, has been a game changer. I really enjoy working in it. But then again, I'd say that the next project I'd work on, again, if I ever have more time to do, I might not go with React and I'd go with Svelte or something like that. Or quick, by the way, I don't get me started about quick and everything that's that Mishko Mishko is doing, like builder IO and all that is mind blowing. I just signed talks, but yeah, we'll get back to that. But no, I don't know if I'll do it. Like all the like the age of hooks, as I like I like to call it, has brought on so many complexities so many workarounds so many things you need to think about when you're writing like they're very super simple components that have little interaction oh you need to memoize this and you need a callback otherwise you're going to render the function that's going to 
Jesus, like, give me a fucking break. Now, use event. Okay, why? Because we use synthetic events and we are not using, like, the real DOM event listeners. So now we're going to have a hook that's going to fix that. Let me write that, like, plain old vanilla JavaScript and it'll be less code. Seriously, it's getting to be ridiculous. I, I mean, I'm getting what, you, what you're saying. Uh, I don't know, specifically this one sort of made a lot of sense for me. Like if you've ever sort of tried to write a like an analytics sort of a little infrastructure with mm -hmm. like React hooks, you probably came across uh, some of the problems that this thing is trying to solve. But I totally understand what you're saying also, like in terms of the the complexity, I don't, I feel like, you know, most people, me included, don't like fully under, don't have, don't fully keep it in our heads how like everything works with like use effect and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I think the, fa the fact that like Dan uh, Abramov need, wrote like a 50 minute read article just on use effect is sort of like it, it, it's probably like a testament to the fact that it is complicated yeah right to to grok and it is very 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 powerful right yeah it is very powerful but it is also it is also like a, a lot to handle i still sort of think that react nowadays uh, oh, I just remembered something that, okay, Th Thomas Lockamy, you know him on Twitter. He just said, like, he tweeted out a, a week ago or something like that. Like, tell me why the default behavior of this effect is an infinite loop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I still think today that, like, React today is still more, it's, it, it, it's, the, the the you know pure react apis i think are more meant for library authors but i hate that it's like it's exactly the thing with react 17 and react 18 react 18 a lot of things are going to happen concurrent features use transition there's that but it's mostly for uh, uh, library writers but like again the end of the day most of react users right are application developers Right, they want to use the library to solve the problem of building applications, building user interfaces. So yeah, it's great that there's lots of stuff under the hood, right? There's great that they're doing optimizations. They're great they have low-level APIs, but what's in it for 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 me for for Joe Joe Schmo developer? You know, I mean, I, I think what what's in it for you is that you you get to work on these with these like frameworks and libraries that are that limit they sort of give you a higher level api that's nicer to work with right i mean but how can lot, you release a full version if not more also like yeah. the, don't get me started about react versioning and react yeah no i agree and then 17 I, I agree with you there i mean when you're releasing like a major version you need to get you need sort of like I think you need to give something that is you know useful to app developers also. Um, we got the use ID hook, which is good. <laughs> yeah, but again, it's it's like what word is it? I think it's just uh, either Fireship or um, 
ui.dev that I saw a video that they talked about it. So use ID, like it's not that you're gonna use it instead of a key, right? You're not supposed to do that. You're only supposed to do that for kind of forms that need IDs and stuff like that. Nice, game changing, I don't know. No, absolutely, absolutely not. But uh, yeah, I like how like Dan Abramov says that like React is a a in, that we should look at at React as a uh, more as a programming language for creating UIs than a like high level library. You know, because if yeah. you think about like you you don't expect a programming language to provide you with like high level APIs that like nobody essentially anymore like uh, builds an, an entire uh, you know app with like an index.php file right uh, I wouldn't say anybody I imagine there's still people doing this and it's well, fine. yeah but I'm, it works. I'm saying Right. I'm saying most people nowadays use some kind of a framework, right? I mean, right. Even it, it in, helps and it brings down the barrier to entry, right? That's but just what again, we do. Like most of us are not going to write like just the bare bones, just use the bare bones programming language to, to build anything useful. Even in the crazy world of JavaScript, you're going to, you know, get like Express or something just to like handle that routing uh, aspect. You're not going to go through all of that by hand, yeah. right? Um, so, so I'm just saying like, if you, if you sort of flip your mind and don't think about React as like a high level library, but instead mm -hmm. think about it like a programming language, then it makes sense that like all these uh, APIs are more meant for, you know, framework authors and library authors than application developers, you know? Yeah, but calling React a, a, a programming language, that's uh, like a big yeah, um, I think I think it's it's just like, it, it's just like a, it's a mental, it's a a mental, mental model. model. I, I understand, but again, it's kind of a cop-out, I'd say, and it's making something complicated so much in terms that, it's it's like a programming language because there's a lot of gotchas in there. Because again, the frameworks are and libraries are supposed to abstract away the complexities and give you ease of use. Right. Right. I mean, they, it, obviously, React is abstracting away like a huge part. It's mm -hmm. just not. It's just not. There's a trade-off, right? It could be like you know, even for Svelte. Right. Right. Having libraries like Radix, for example, is very, very difficult with Svelte, right? Because right. you don't like having like these headless. By the way, another project that I ran into was Zag. By Zag. yeah, by the guy who did Chakra UI. So Zag is like un just JavaScript, just headless components for all the frameworks. Very oh, interesting really? concept, yeah. Very interesting I'm looking concept. looking it up right now. Yeah. Yeah, it, so it I'm saying in, in, yeah. in, in Svelte, they're, they are making that trade-off, right? They're saying, okay, for these and these reasons, whatever, uh, performance, complexity, blah, 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 we don't want to have a virtual DOM, mm -hmm. 
-hmm. right? So that means that you don't get to drop down to the render function layer and um, like build these, you know, uh, markup less uh, components. I mean, there's probably a way, right? But it's it's a right lot. Way. It's, again, it's JavaScript in the end, right? You could write a module that encapsulates like the logic you need for most of the things, generates whatever the tag, the data attributes, and whatnot. It'll no, probably no, but be you, much you, easier to do in Svelte, I'd imagine. No, no, you can you can have the logic, but you can't have the structure. I mean, you can with like slots. Mm -hmm. It's a much more constrained API, even in Vue, because they have uh, a virtual DOM, then you can drop down to the render function layer and sort of use like sort of JSX to to create these, these elements. So I think it is possible, but like the, it, it's a lot more, you have to have a template in yeah. Svelte, right? So it's mm -hmm. a lot more, um, uh, it's less flexible or less powerful for these specific types of libraries, like headless, you know, component libraries. And mm -hmm. I think that to me, like headless, headless component libraries are one of the biggest, you know, advancements in uh you read that article by josh um just come out come out yeah about like why you don't need mm -hmm. uh like component yeah. libraries anymore and uh, i think that like that hit home it's a home run of an article absolutely absolutely i mean to me it's like such a powerful it's such a powerful model for developing uh, UIs and I think that React to me e even more than like Vue.js which mm -hmm. I'm you know fairly familiar with gives me like a better API when you know talking about these types of libraries yeah I feel like as a consumer of the library I get a better API because the underlying technology is you know more flexible more powerful uh, because it's so low level, right? Uh, from my perspective, so so there are trade offs, right? There's no such thing as like a silver bullet. We know that. Yeah. Um, but you know, but I totally get. I also totally get what you're saying. By the way, talking about Vue.js, I do think that like in, in many ways, it's it's the perfect middle between Svelte and uh, React. Well, it used to be kind of. Uh... The, the 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 love child of like React and Angular, right? That's where kind of you came yeah, in. Yeah, now. yeah. It's yeah. funny you say kind of React and Svelte. Like Angular's out of the game in, in your mind, right? Dude, Angular is so fucking difficult, man. I did. I I worked on. Don't let uh, near uh, Kaufman uh, <laughs> uh, listen to me say that. But uh, I I worked on a project. Even he within. moved to React, right? No, I think he's still deeply invested in Angular. Yeah. Yeah, the dude loves it. Uh, I I worked on a project with him on Angular have a couple you years read, ago. Have you read uh, Mishko Harvey's? Um, uh, yeah, what was it? What did he call the article? It was a spicy title. I got to find it. But basically he's saying it's not your fault as a developer that uh, that all of your apps are bloated. It's a framework's fault. 
And this is from the guy, one of the guys that worked on Angular and the core team, <laughs> Angular 1. And he came out with a new framework. Quick, this is what you know, we're circling back again, like <laughs> those circles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. And again, specifically, that is one of my biggest beefs with React is just it right now, right? There is, and, and he showed this, he, he has slide, uh, a graph there on the article. I mean, the more code you have, the lower the performance is, right? It doesn't matter, like, yeah, how many I don't know. You do. I feel, I, I really feel like Remix addresses some of these pain points. Like, I, I built a whole app with Remix mm -hmm. didn't write one use effect. I mm -hmm. think I maybe, like, for, like, an, it's not, it's like a, it's like a toy app, uh, like a demo app, right? But still like a lot of screens a lot of interaction a lot of features yeah i built it with like full you know talking to the beta database session like cookies everything i think i have like one use state in the entire app like yeah. zero use effect so like i do feel like uh, it does a great job in abstracting all that away from you but yeah if you if you if you're gonna try and write vanilla react right mm -hmm. uh you're gonna run into these pain points yeah Abs absolutely absolutely well anyways we, we we started our conversation you asked me how how i'm doing and i didn't even ask yes you, what's up man how are have you been I haven't seen you in a month um, yeah and why yeah. haven't i seen you in a month <laughs> yeah because i uh, chose to split uh i now work at a new company yeah uh called ven yeah which which I love. Uh, I'm having a good time here in in the startup world. And yeah, I'm 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 doing good. Ran away Honestly, from corporate. The, <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 mostly I'm gonna you know in the next. Uh, but you gotta months, say gonna, you miss me, man. You miss me. I miss you absolutely, man. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, I miss. Good you. thing we scheduled this ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we, so we, I'm gonna work. I'm gonna mostly work on design system on the design system here for the you know next. Uh, few yeah, but months. you're not gonna do web exactly again, right? No, no, we're gonna probably do it with React Native web. Mm -hmm. uh, just because, I mean, the design system is meant for a React Native project, mm -hmm. which is like, dude, I gotta tell you, like React Native is, in general, the native world is like so bad in comparison uh, to the web it looked like I mean, your lips were about to say different words <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it is, you, you it kind is of toned so it down a lot yeah i toned it down i wanted to say shit, are you, are you trying to make us like more rated g than rated r now yeah because I, I saw like you were your, your lips about to say <laughs> dog shit <laughs> I was I was I was trying I was gonna say but I wanted to be like more respectful to the to the community. Well, um, again, we have we mean no offense to anyone in no community. We just believe in free so, speech. No, it's so terrible. <laughs> we believe Honestly. in free speech, like Elon Musk by Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Available to all. Yeah, yeah. It's it's bad. It's bad. I gotta tell you, like the whole. Like, I need to fucking I need to install like Xcode and run um, uh, Cocoa Pods 
Oh my and, god. Like all that bullshit. And like there is like uh there is a tool in the world of React Native called Expo mm-hmm. that yeah. does like a lot of work for you, but still, still there's like so much shit and the whole like all the like publishing process with the app stores. Yeah, that sounds terrible. It's I don't it's get why shame. why everything all like native apps don't go away and they just use progressive web apps like all the phones used to have browsers can render html and javascript and css why not use that tech like so it's there it can be as performant you know what i'm saying i don't know like the thing is that like there's not much uh from what i know the only like um tool in the game that is relevant is capacitor which sure. came out. I know that Ionic is, is still getting capacitor. Good. Capacitor is like it, it, it came out of Ionic. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. It is just like the layer of Ionic that sort of turns your web view into to like, you know, something that is can be in it um you know installed blah, blah, blah. so but i i i it looks pretty good but but it looks like the adoption is like not great yeah nowhere near react native you know because everybody's either moving to flutter or writing completely native like using swift or kotlin dude but like flutter is also fucking shit like i don't get that like did you look at like how you construct it, it is not very dissimilar to like writing swift yeah it's like these nested sort of like function calls or like like uh classes it's terrible it's it's nowhere near as good of an experience as it is writing a web app today writing a web app today especially with like stuff like um um uh, like um as the like es build and mm-hmm. feet and all those stuff Vite. like the uh, no it's v right oh v v like the french french yeah 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 v v v it's v so yeah so um it, it is so good with these like headless component libraries stuff like uh remix and uh, and nsjs it is just such it is such a superior superior experience writing like you know a web app today than writing a even a react native app is just uh there's no comparison and i don't understand even like like looking at youtube you know i'm trying to look trying to find these resources about and like nobody's been talking no first of all nobody's talking about react native for like the past forever like three years yeah i am part of a whatsapp group of react native here in israel and like it's silent almost dead i don't get it i don't get it i mean and and so there's like no nothing's going on but like nobody but there's like no alternative also so i'm guessing somewhere in the next few years we'll see like probably like you know like an emergence of of these um alternatives maybe i don't know i think in, for me like in terms of focus I, i'm over i'm not gonna i always had like something in the back of my mind that i want want to know how to develop a 
a native app somehow with with some sort of technology or tool or framework but nowadays i'm like my focus would be just the web and maybe like xr like vr and ar which by the way that whole like that that's the new frontier right that's at least what the zuck is trying to tell us right <laughs> It's uh, it's cool. I know. I told you I got an Oculus uh, a few months back and just browsing the web and finding some stuff that's written in web VR is amazing. It's like the stuff you can do is, is really mind blowing. It's it looks simple and, and janky a little bit in that, but but it'll come in. And, and I think like that is the new frontier for UI development is how do you kind of shape UIs for that world? And that's something that I want to dig into in the near future. But, but no, I, I'm, I think I'm over like native applications. And like if, if, I, if like work had, had to, to make me write an app, I go, well, screw it, we're going PWA. Uh, yeah, I don't care if we don't get into the app store, really. Because Apple and their I, shit, uh, fuck that shit. Uh, no, I mean for for me, I'll probably if if I would have to make that choice at this point. I, I mean, on the one hand, I do see here where that you have performance problems that you know really uh, force you to go into the native layer, right? Mm -hmm. Because like, yeah, but that, like, that's where all the issues start. The bridges that you have to build. Right, the yeah, I mean, I'm saying like at this point, yeah, at this point, right, and like <clears throat> having to install Xcode and like uh, Cocoa Pods and all that, like uh, at, I'm, I'm wondering like really how beneficial it is to to work on a React Native project rather than a native native project. Um, so how but, could you go from being able to push the production tens and hundreds times a day to being back to waterfall kind of you have to kind of get your app releases your version yeah. released it's difficult it's, it's definitely difficult like it's not a good it's not it's not great i mean let me tell you i don't think it's great and i think that in the next i mean i think in general we're seeing like there are then people are installing less and less apps on their phones right we 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 basically have like, you know, the ones that we use on a day, like on a daily basis, mm -hmm. and we don't install apps other than that. Uh, specifically for us at Vin, we're trying to be like, you know, something like social media where, where you have, where you, you not only social media, but also like an app where you interact with, I don't know, whatever, like you're building, like opening the door of your building or like getting a package or stuff like that. So we're trying to be something that you know is needs to it needs to be really really performant it needs yeah. to be slick and it needs to feel very very smooth to do so you know it's one of the few use cases where you kind of feel like yeah i mean it, it makes sense to sort of bite the bullet and and really work at a native level uh, but i don't i really don't think that you can't achieve the same performance with web technologies nowadays with like WebAssembly and something like that and making a PWA with offline like data and all that fun stuff. 
I think like I, you know, I think Again, it's, I haven't tried. I might be I think wrong. It's a, I think it's about like UI fidelity mostly, you know, like transitions, animations are like a big, it's very difficult to really get close to that native feel. Um, if you're not, you know. I don't know. Yeah. Nowadays, like with the web animation API coming out, I don't see why like a year and a half, two years from now, why you wouldn't be able to do the exact same, if not a better experience. Maybe I I'm mean, being optimistic. No, I think I think it depends. Like the whole, like you're not running natively, right? Like it's not like you're still running through like a browser. You're running through the V8 engine, right? On most browsers, right? Or Spider Monkey, or what do you call the uh, Safari's one? Because again, all iPhone users, even if you download Chrome, even if they download Firefox, you're not using their engine you're using only safari's engine webkit right all right, all right. Uh, so i'm saying i mean there's still a, a gap there i don't know if i don't know if there's like a way to come to come really 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 close but like there's still there still is you know some gap there but i'd imagine that just people wouldn't notice like everyday joe you know what i mean again if you get I noticed I mean I, frames per second, how would you notice? No, I mean I don't know. I mean you you probably can, right? But it's difficult. I can tell you from like you know. Uh, is it more difficult with, than than installing Xcode, CocoaPod, doing this, doing that, building a bridge between JavaScript? It's, it's and, a good. It's a good question. It's a good question. I would. I, I I don't know. I really don't have a good answer at this point. Mm. My inclination is with you. I mean, uh, um, I would probably, you know, bet on the web way more than I would on yep. like any other technology at this point. But uh, but it's a good question. I mean, there are there are a lot of things to consider here. Interesting. Yeah. All right, but, but let's uh, wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, it was great speaking. Good times. And it's good that we scheduled this one. We should be more consistent. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> we should. We should. Yeah. But, um, you know, maybe these long pa pauses add to a dramatic effect. Maybe to our uh, several listeners that hopefully yeah. <laughs> dozens that hopefully will become hundreds. <laughs> Yes. let's hope anyways uh yeah great talking to you man and yeah catch you next time all right bud